Um, I feel like jumping around a little bit with when horror movies had come out and whatnot uh, kind of gives a little bit more of a broad perspective. You don't just want to be stuck with any horror films that kind of just came out within the last decade or so because not all of them are good. You know, you get some hits, you get some misses. It's actually kind of upsetting because this one, to me, is a hit. But it, I'm guessing it isn't that much of a hit when, when I look into it. It's kind of a miss to a lot of people, I'm going to say. Like, it's only got 40% on Rotten Tomatoes. It barely did a little over half of its initial budget. Like, it went, it cost like $46 million, but only made $25 million in the box office. Which is very odd when it comes to a Denzel Washington movie. You know what I'm saying? So, this movie, Fallen, is from 1998. It is a supernatural thriller. Which, I guess, isn't necessarily horror. But I think because it kind of revolves around the supernatural and demonic possession. I think it fits. And I think it's worth revisiting. Especially during this time of year. Simply because, to me, I feel like the story is worth it. I think this is a tremendously well-written and well-executed story. Um, it's directed by a guy, um, Gregory Hoblet, who may not sound familiar to a lot of people. You know, He's been around uh, in the film industry for about 40 or 50 years. He's done films like uh, Primal Fear from 96 with uh, Richard Greer and Ed Norton. He also did a Frequency in 2000 with um, Dennis Quaid and Jim Caviezel. Um, this was a, another one of his films from the 90s. Uh, it, it, star, it has a tremendous cast in and of itself. Fallen has a tremendous cast. Like, listen to this. It's got uh, Elias Cotez, James Gandolfini, Donald Sutherland, John Goodman, and of course the star of the show is Denzel Washington. Denzel Washington plays this detective who's looking for this kind of this death role this death the death role serial killer who's like escaped sort of but the thing is is that after he he catches him and he puts him on death row this serial killer has kind of like made a deal with a demon called Azazel and in order to make that deal he kind of allows him to be this body hopping spectral demon this bottle spirit almost so what what that means is that as he's in like the the rest of the world he can pass through different bodies and take over different bodies so he's able to kind of manipulate anybody he wants and take over the body of anybody he wants to kind of still be alive but he still needs a host, and that and that's the, the 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 crux of it all is that he needs to be in the body of um, somebody who's alive in order to still exist as this sort of floating spirit between bodies. That's the deal he's he's made with Azazel, and because this is a case that uh, the detective played by Denzel Washington has kind of meant to have closing. He feels a responsibility to kind of track him down. But how do you track down a serial killer who's supposed to be dead when he can possess literally anybody just by touching them? And there's this really great scene where he comes like face to face with him. But 
it's like not really face to face because it's in passing with other people who are sort of passing him by on a street and he's standing on the street corner and as different people are passing and walking past him he's touching different people possessing them and kind of doing giving it it's like this stare down moment where it's like he's telling him you'll never catch me you're you 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 lost this time you know i'm gonna make your life a living hell and you're never gonna see it coming but he's saying this from like you know a 90 year old woman a 14 year old kid a middle-aged woman a middle-aged man and they're just passing him by and he never knows who is gonna be him because a simple touch bam transfers it to another body now while it's going through this whole process of the movie and it's a pretty long movie it's about a two-hour film while it's going through this whole process you know he's kind of losing his mind because nobody believes him like who would believe him when you said that there is the existence of the still killer that we all saw like go to death row and he's possessing other people's body like it exists in this world where it it's still unrealistic enough to the rest of the world where it doesn't make sense but it exists in a world where as far as that is concerned it is possible so he tries to figure out a way how he can stop him uh his family gets involved he has a son who um the the killer is like getting involved by passing through people that the son knows um he passes through people that are really close to him causing different things to happen it's just this real roller coaster of a ride just to think of the idea of not being able to know where he's coming from or who it's going to be and this kind of turmoil that the character is going through to figure it out especially when nobody believes him the the climax of the film however takes it where essentially what the serial killer wants is he wants the detective dead and the detective goes out to this sort of abandoned um house in the middle of nowhere and he has this plan of facing him and in order to face him the you know the 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 killer has to know that he's out there so he finds out that he's out there by taking over his partner his partner is played by john goodman so john goodman goes out there and then Denzel Washington learns that it's not really his partner. It's really this killer possessed, possessing his body. And there's this big dialogue back and forth where it's like, you know, how long do you really think you can last outside of that body for? And, you know, the killer is like really confused by that. It's like, I brought you out to the middle of nowhere. And you learn that they really are in the middle of nowhere, in the woods, in the winter. And he's poisoned himself and then he shoots his friend because if the body dies the soul's gonna die and the only way he can exist is if he passes on to another soul now if the body dies he can jump spiritually but i don't think i I don't think it was the case that he would be able to last that long he had to find a spiritual successor in a living host otherwise he would he would essentially you know go back to the underworld or not be a floating spirit any longer so he kills himself with poison and then he kills his partner leaving the spirit to kind of float in the air and the spirit goes and dives out and tries to find a living host but it's really in the middle of nowhere and you pretty much think that that's the the end however the spirit finds like a wild animal and that is enough so the so the the spirit goes into the living creature and that's how he's able to sort of survive and then it goes back towards the city so it can go and move on and the the detective doesn't get his his 
his righteous climax, his righteous kill, knowing that he he outsmarted the uh, the devil himself almost. Now, I love this movie simply because of not just it being a Denzel Washington film, but just because of its a very unique story. It might not seem all that unique, but you got to remember this was the '90s, and I don't think I've seen or heard of anything really close to this being done after this or even before this i wouldn't mind even a remake of this if they wanted to redo the story and kind of give it a little bit more of maybe some backbone if they felt that it wasn't worth it enough or maybe because it wasn't the best film in the world they don't want to give it any more sort of acknowledgement which is also weird because it's a denzel washington film which to me is probably you know one of his best 90s films you know like once the 2000s hit like those are a completely different string of films in comparison but like the 90s like the 90s you have things like malcolm x which came out in 92 you got philadelphia which is 93 you've got the hurricane in 99 like all of these really really big films and then he really dives into his true era with remember the titans in 2000 and then training day in 2001 and you're like that 10-year gap, probably like from 90 to, no, let's say like 92 to 2002. Like, you're, you're talking prime Denzel Washington during that time frame. So it's really odd to think that this doesn't get enough praise. And it could be that maybe there's something about the story that I'm forgetting so many years later. But all I know is that I go into the movie with an open mind, and I love it every time I watch it. And I think it's a great story, and I think it's told very well. And I think it's a good enough movie to watch as a sort of supernatural movie for the Halloween season. You know, if we were talking about revisiting, you know, 90s films, and if you're talking about, you know, maybe you've never seen this particular Denzel Washington film because not many people probably have seen it. It's not one of his greatest reviewed or greatest, you know, received of all. You know, it's no Bone Collector, but it's still good. At least to me it is.